When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Ethan Skolnick with the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network emergency podcast tonight. Emergency podcast, which is why uh, I'm doing this and my voice is scratchy and it's going to be a mess. But uh, I've got Alphonse Sydney here with me before we get to the podcast uh, and talk about the the imminent, or at least it's it's been confirmed by Woj, a trade of Justice Winslow to Memphis and kind of some of the other moving parts. I want to tell you about one of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Cervani Men's Custom Clothes Ears. Custom is where you want to go if you have trouble shopping for dress clothes. You can never seem to find the right fit, color, or style. Maybe you feel like you never know what to wear or how to wear it, or maybe you've got a wedding, a special event. Maybe you want to wear professional attire daily. That's why you've got to go see Blanca over at Cervani Men's Custom Clothes Ears. That's in South Miami, her private showroom, located right across from Sunset Place on Red Road. Cervani has been designing Fine custom-made clothing in South Miami for over 30 years. Your custom-made suits, pants, shirts, and shoes will fit you just the way you like. So schedule a private consultation with Blanca like I did to start looking your best and get the benefit of a female's perspective on men's fashion. So give her a call, 305-310-2085. That's 305-310-2085. Nothing fits like custom-tailored clothes. Thank mine off the rack. And now, today's emergency episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alvon Sydney, a.k.a. Alf954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back with Alfon Sydney. Now, as we're doing this, things are still in motion. Um... We're both watching a game on ESPN. George Sedano, thank you for the shout-out. Always appreciated. Uh, and the Clippers are up nine as we speak in the middle of the third quarter. Someone named Gabe Vincent has gone off for the Heat. I, I Before we get to the trades, I maintain that Sioux Falls would win the NBA championship. I think they just <laughs> should enter. I, I, just, I think they should just enter Sioux Falls. Um, I mean, we, you and I said it when, when they signed this Gabe Vincent guy. We're like, we don't mock any of this anymore. Uh, because Kendrick Nunn, right? Duncan Rob- <laughs> Duncan Robinson, um, you know, they just find guys out of nowhere. And so this guy will probably be uh, an all-star in two years. But anyway, let's get to the trade. We don't have it confirmed from the Heat, in part because they're still doing stuff. And if you if you followed them closely, and remember what happened with Jimmy Butler, these parts move. And as I've said before in other podcasts, the Jimmy Butler thing almost fell through about 25 times 
and Andy Ellisberg like worked magic in 15 minutes and made it happen and moved the pieces and Harkless went to the Clippers and gave up the first round pick after the Cuban thing blew up with, uh, you know, in Dallas with Dragic and Olenek and Derek Jones Jr. and who they were trading. So look, stuff is happening, but here's the latest that we can give you. Justice Winslow is going to Memphis that we know. Andrea Guadala is coming to Miami after not playing the entire season at age 36. We don't know the other parts to that trade. I've been trying to get it. If Woj doesn't have it yet, I don't have it. Okay. But uh, the other part that Woj reported was that Danilo Gallinari is still on the Heat's radar. And they're essentially, you know, Memphis, and this is why I said, like, things are in motion. Memphis and Miami are trying to involve Oklahoma City. So it's all part of one trade. And then perhaps what's going to end up happening here is that the protections will be taken off of the picks that Oklahoma City and Miami has exchanged before. Um, so let's get to the Winslow part with you first, Alf. We did a podcast this morning. Was it this morning? Feels like forever ago. We did a podcast this morning in which Alex asked me a question. He said, do you think Justice Winslow will be playing for the Heat in the playoffs? And I said no. And the reason I said that was because one of two things was going to happen. Either this injury that he felt was worse than the team did, and we've said this on previous pods, was going to keep him out, and we were going to get a press release in a week and a half that he wasn't playing again this season. Or he was going to be traded. He was traded. How do you feel about it? Um, as a Heat fan and as somebody who really, really, really loved Justice Winslow's game, I think anybody who follows me on Twitter knows how I feel about Justice Winslow. I really love um, – I love what he brought to the table, the toughness, the defense. I'm a defensive first. I'm a defense first guy. Um, I really, I, I, and I, and I've been saying this since the beginning of the year that if the Heat don't find a defensive mentality going into the playoffs, this, um, I feel like there's a little bit of fool's gold in a bunch of undrafted free agents and rookies shooting you into a championship. Like I just don't think that's. I just don't think it's realistic. And I think NBA history um, kind of tells you that it's not realistic. So I always felt like Justice Winslow um, was the key. Guys like Justice, Bam, Jimmy being robust and being excellent defensively was the key to them actually being a, a, a really good playoff team, a, a team that can get to the Eastern Conference Finals and who knows what happens at that point. So – I always felt like Justice was a huge, huge part of that. Now, going through the season, I don't think it matters how good Justice is defensively if he can't stay on the court, right? Right. Uh, we talked about this all the time. The best ability is availability. So, mm -hmm. as, so at this point, I started to feel like – and I actually got um, – <laughs> I got bitched out by Christian Hernandez in the group chat today where I felt when I said Heat fans we're 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 cheering for a potential more than we're cheering for cheering for the actual player. And I'm not talking about just the skill potential because we know how skilled he is. I'm talking about the potential for him to be actually on the floor. So yes, as a Heat fan who's who's watched Justice grown up before our eyes. Uh, watch him turn, go from oh he's the next Dwayne Wade offensive savior to oh no no he's actually a defensive stopper maybe a three and D guy who can also create offense for other players. To can the guy even get on the court? Like this right. is it's it's it hurts a little bit as a fan, but you understand 
you understand why it happened. And the more that we've learned about the front office disconnect with Justice and his people, um, Tim Reynolds actually put out a tweet tonight, and a lot mm-hmm. of people are mad at him for it. And what, what was the tweet? I didn't see Tim's tweet. The tweets. Tim, the Tim, tweet. Tim, would, Tim would have the organizational perspective, most likely. Well, what, the tweet basically, basically was he, as, as much as we all love Justice, he felt like Justice never really liked being a Miami Heat player. And See, I don't okay okay I'm, I'm gonna jump in on that I, I agree with Tim I agree and so with do him I too. and I agree right. with Tim there too to, to, no, but to a, to a point though Alf here, here's the thing here's where I agree with Tim I, I don't agree with Tim in one sense because I know Justice wanted to be a face of the franchise he wanted to follow Dwayne um, he said that to me on the radio he just said that to others so I do believe that there was an appeal to being a Miami Heat player. I think he respected a lot of the older guys, uh, Bosch in particular, Dwayne. Um, I think he fit perfectly into that 15-16 team along with Jay Rich. But, you know, a few things happened here. You know, Jay Rich was traded. That was his best friend. Um, also, also, excuse me, my voice is shot, so I apologize to everybody listening. But also, if you remember, Riley made that joke. Uh, after he drafted Tyler Hero, no more Duke guys. In every joke, there's a little bit of truth. Um, and I, I, I can reveal this now. I don't want to trash Justice, Justice on the way out the door. I love Justice. I really respect Justice personally. I love that he's got a lot of different interests. He reminded me of Bosch in a lot of different ways. Um, he treated me very well as a reporter. Uh, he's a fun guy. We saw that on Twitter recently. There's a lot of things I like about Justice, and I hope Justice has a long, productive career, and I was a big defender of Justice, as were you. But now I can reveal this. Now he's traded. I was told by six, seven members of the organization, Justice won't play unless he's 100%. Um, I think I've told you that off the air here. That, that was the issue. And so people are speculating about gummies and other things like that. It, I, Maybe I'll be surprised by something else that comes out. Like people say he gave Deion the gummies. I don't know that. I don't think that's something they would punish him. He didn't, and and I can tell you for a fact, he didn't give Deion the gummies. Right. Okay. Right. Exactly. But that was like people were looking for a reason why he was out. And I kept saying, it's simple. It's very simple. There is a disconnect. Woj is on TV now, so we might have to break in here. But there was a disconnect between the organization and to, uh, it's about Dylan Brooks, so don't (laughs) don't worry about that. But um, there was a disconnect between him and the organization about the severity of that injury. They changed the diagnosis of it. Originally, it was a strain. They changed it then to a bone burst. I kept saying before that road trip to Indiana and New York that I wasn't expecting him to play anytime soon, and then he popped up in Indiana. Now, I don't know the exact specifics of how they came to a meeting in the mind for him to get back on the court, but it lasted 15 minutes. And, and he, then Spoke came. He looked terrible. He looked terrible. And Spoke came out the next day and said, basically, he's not going to play the next two games. And then after that, it was, oh, he went home. And, you know, they said, look, it was, you know, it's normal. He's going to get another opinion. But I had heard he'd gotten a second opinion. The second opinion, uh, you know, was worse than the first. Uh, he felt that he could be doing some permanent damage to it. The heat, in my understanding, they may call and correct me. The, my understanding was they felt it was a pain tolerance issue. 
That has been an issue with other players in the past. Josh McRoberts comes to mind. There have been others in the organization where that has been an issue. But they and Justice were not on the same page with the injury. I don't think there's anything else to it. Now, did they take a look at it and say kind of what we've said on the podcast, that Justice is basically Jimmy Light? And so everything Justice does, Jimmy does just a little bit better, except the three-point shooting lately. But, you know, which is funny, because that was the part that was supposedly the biggest problem with Justice. But they never got a chance to see the two of them together offensively. And, you know, what's a shame for me is I, I, you know, I was in front of Justice's locker after the season opener when Jimmy didn't play, and Justice had 27-7-7, and and he looked so comfortable and so happy and joking around and talking about how he wanted it to be his team and that it just never really materialized. So there's some regret um, that it didn't work, but I think they had just come to a point with him where they didn't feel, and this is where I do agree with Tim, they didn't feel he was heat material through and through. And they believe that Bam Adebayo is, they believe that Tyler Harrow is, they know that Jimmy Butler is. They didn't necessarily believe that Justice Winslow was anymore. Not not now. Maybe when he first broke in, but not now. And so I think that sort of puts a capper on it. Now, I think we need to transition to the next part of this, which is Andre Iguodala, Danilo Gallinari, and what the Heat are doing here. And I think what the Heat are doing, first thing, this tells you that Pat Riley thinks they can win this year. That's the biggest thing. The second thing is, and we say that as they're losing by 12 to the Clippers, but I think the Clippers are going to win the championship. From the Heat are shorthanded. Uh, but the second thing I think it tells you is they're trying to build a team for Jimmy. If you look at what they're doing, if they add Gallinari to Nunn, to Hero, uh, to Duncan Robinson, right, they're putting shooters all over the floor for Jimmy. And now they put a defender on the floor in Iguodala who can defend his man. I think he can still do it at 36, who can defend his man and allow Jimmy to Rome. Now, we don't know if Jay Crowder is coming back. We don't know what the other pieces are. I can tell you, and I, I'm reporting this because I just got a text from somebody. You ready? Prepared for this? I'm ready. Go ahead. All right. Um, I, I don't think this is going to be a huge surprise to anybody because I don't believe they're on the bench right now. But I think that the Heat might have found a way to rid themselves of both Dion and JJ tonight. They didn't. They were not at shoot-around. Uh, I think they may have like I'm saying, found a way to move those two contracts. I don't know if other people have reported that, but I got a text basically that effect, that it's not official, but that that's where this uh, is heading. Yeah, I, so I, I don't know how that happens. I actually had Heat fans in L.A. tonight send me uh, direct messages about the uh, who was on the floor for shoot-around, and Dion and J.J. were not. So, Right. I don't know what that means. Uh, because everyone's talking about Danilo Gallinari, and he's actually playing tonight. So, Right, right. No, he's playing tonight. I don't think that's done. Like I said, they're trying to put all this together into one deal. But let's let's get to – so, again, developing. Um, I haven't even tweeted it yet. yet excuse me. I'm dying. Um, but uh, let's get to Iguodala. Uh, he sat out the whole season. He pissed a lot of people off. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Brooks, Jay Morant. I mean, they, they were not, John Morant, they were not happy with him. Um, he's 36. I do want to make a point on that though. Gary Payton was 37 when Pat Riley signed him. He made big shots in the finals. I don't think the age thing scares him. Pat, Pat coached Kareem into his forties. <laughs> um, they picked, picked up McAdoo at 31 with the Lakers. 
He was a big contributor to those teams. Uh, with the Knicks, they added veterans as they went. Ray Allen made the biggest shot, arguably, in NBA history, I believe, at age 37. Um, so I don't. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. I think that the age thing bothers them with Iguodala. He's also going to be rested. He's notoriously disciplined in his conditioning. I mean, he's, there are legendary stories about him. Um, so I think he's going to be capable of playing well. But do you like the fit with the Heat? I love the fit. And, 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 I, and people keep – I keep getting text messages from people, why did they trade old Winslow for <laughs> young Winslow? Um, the problem is old Winslow is available to play. Young Winslow is not. So if you if you believe that you have a window with Jimmy Butler and you feel like right now uh, with the team that you have that if with small improvements that you could make an uh, Eastern Conference Finals and even an NBA Finals, then you you pull the trigger. And if you feel like Justice Winslow is not a long term, because 2021 you have to pay Justice Winslow, you have to. If you do not feel like he's a long-term fit and you have a guy that for two years can do a lot of the things that Justice does, then why not make that move? Because, and I've said it over and over again, the guy that they, the Heat need is healthy Justice Winslow. The The move that they needed to make was somehow get health, to, to get Justice Winslow healthy. And if you can't get Justice Winslow healthy, 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 Andre Godala is the guy that they need. They need the 3 and D guy. They need the guy that can lock up the other team's best offensive player and provide enough spacing on the other floor for Jimmy and these other guys to work. So Andre Godala is that guy. Now, I understand where Heat fans are coming from. If all this results in is an even swap for Justice Winslow and Andre Godala, which doesn't work money-wise, so you have to understand that they're also getting rid of another contract, a Deion Waiters, a James Johnson, something like that. And we're not even going into the, 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 the Danilo Gallinari phase of this. You have to say that, yes, it, it was – as much as it hurts as a fan, it was a smart move. Because you got the guy that you want Justice Winslow to be in, Andre, and you got off of the Dion um, and or James Johnson – potentially both of those contracts, which opens up about $20 million this summer, which is not, it's not a robust free agent market, but it gives you room to move. Um, and you also uh, did it. There's a team option on that $30 million extension for Andre Godala that gives you that space for 2021 that you're looking for. Yeah. To me, the big thing is the space. Like I don't care about the 15 million. 
uh, in the extension because that's not the year that you were concerned about anyway. So it doesn't it doesn't really matter. I mean, you've moved Justice's money out. Justice would have been making what twelve that year. So that, that to me, that's not a big deal. Um, I think the thing with Iguodala is that you know this is a really young team. Now I know that Iguodala didn't want to coach up the Memphis young players, um, but the difference is that when Iguodala was traded there, there were no expectations for those Memphis young players. You know they had just gotten rid of Conley. They got rid of Gasol last year. They were building the thing from scratch. Nobody even knows who their coach is. I mean, they were they were building it up, you know, from the from the very bottom again. He didn't want to deal with it. I'm not saying he handled it correctly. I'm not saying that at all. But he just didn't want to be there. Now the Heat, though, those young players have proven themselves over the past three four months. So he's joining a team of young players that he he will want to play with. Um, I don't know his relationship with Jimmy, but I have talked to some people around Jimmy tonight. Uh, and obviously I haven't talked to Jimmy. He's on the court right now. Um, but I've talked to some people around and I can tell you they like the move. Um, and, and I keep coming back to this. You know, they're building a team to fit their stars, right? They're building a team to play with Bam and with Jimmy. And I've always said they're building a team ultimately for Giannis. And if you look at some of these pieces that they're putting around, you know, you're still clearing the cap space in 2021 for Giannis. You haven't hurt yourself in any particular way. I mean, the regret here is they didn't get the most out of justice. And that is a legitimate regret. But I think if, I think Heat fans should be encouraged because Pat Riley sees something in this team. And like I, I've said repeatedly, a lot of us had bad 2016s and 2017s, Alf. Pat wasn't the only one. But he had two really bad off-seasons because I think he was overly sentimental after the big three broke up. And, you know, and there was, there was this need to sort of repair, you know, goodwill, you know, with players around the league after what happened with Dwayne, after everybody in the big three and left angry, not just, not just the big three, but the supporting it players. It worked. There, a yes. lot, some of that worked. Mm-hmm. They, they became, they, they became a player friendly franchise again. Right. They lost the cap space, but they gained back uh, reputation. It's funny. Like they, they had to give up the cap space to do it. I'm still not ever going to defend the moves. Okay. I'm not going to defend the Dion move, <laughs> the JJ move. Olenek I didn't really have a problem with, but obviously Tyler Johnson, Whiteside, I didn't have a problem with at the time, but it didn't work out very well. But you're right. They did regain some goodwill with players around the league. Um, and they rebuilt this whole culture model, and which I've mocked at times, but clearly that Jimmy related to that. So that meant something. And Jimmy being here is one of the reasons other players want to be here. So I think all of it has played out. You know, again, we're not going to go much more on this pod tonight because other things are happening. But I have one uh, more thing to go here. Gallinari, um, again, contract is up, 20, right, 2021, right? So you don't have to deal with the past then. Uh, somebody in the heat organization about six weeks ago, we were just a random conversation about players around the league and noting, I mentioned that Gallinari doesn't stay healthy and I was corrected and said, well, he has lately. Um, and that's true. If, if you look at it, he, he's been more durable recently. He is a true stretch four, like, you know, not a great rebounder, not a great defender, but he can shoot the lights out. Do you, if it means protection, I mean, what would make it a no-go for you, I guess, for Gallinari? Actually, there's nothing, nothing really. I would, I would uh, take off those protections for that because one of the things uh, people are like, how are they going to get Gallinari? 
because of the how good Gall- Gallinari's been really, really good this year. And how are they going to get Gallinari? They just release a, they they take the protections off the first round pick that they owe OKC. And listen, if the end game is to get Andre Godala, uh, Danilo, Danilo Gallinari, and a, possibly a Jay Crowder, and you're you're losing Justice Winslow, who doesn't play for you, uh, a Kelly Olynyk, uh, Derek, not Derek Jones Jr., or Kelly Olynyk, James Johnson, the Deion Waiters, any combination of those guys, it is a absolute win. Like get off like we all need to stop being emotional about it because emotional is what got us uh what got the heat into signing guys from that 30 and 11 team which we we talked about just now that yes there there were some positives from that but there were also a lot of negatives from that the emotion of it get off of the emotion and if the end of the day you lose let's say at the end you you walk away from justice winslow james johnson and Deion waiters and pick up Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder, and Danilo Gallinari, you absolutely won, and you became an Eastern Conference, Eastern Conference, Eastern Conference Finals contender today. Are you absolutely? Well, that's a, well, that's the biggest thing. Like again, I, I'm disappointed they couldn't make the justice thing work. But like you said, as far as this year's team, I wasn't expecting play, him to play for them. He doesn't play right. I and love I him. I love him again guy. this year. Yeah. Right, and, and and I hope he becomes something somewhere else. And and look. I, it's going to be interesting, you know, him playing with Morant, you know, because Morant handles the ball so much and how that works with the two of them. But, look, he'll go to a young team, and he's still a young player. He's 24, and he'll have a chance to develop sort of out of – sometimes players, they go to their second team. It's just easier, right? They're, they're, the pressure is off a little bit. They're not their first-round pick. It's a different deal. So I wish him the best. I hope things work out for him. But if you're talking about this year's team, then he just wasn't giving you anything. and Here's the other thing about it. If you're Riley, again, chestnut checkers, okay? And I think he's got his game back now. Like, I think we've seen it. He got Jimmy with no cap space. Um, you look at this situation. What if you're the team to keep Giannis from the finals? What if these moves that you made kept yeah. Giannis from the finals? And even what if, if you lose to the Clippers? It, even if you lose to the Clippers? Who cares? Who cares, right? Well, I mean, people don't care, but who cares? Okay, what if you keep Giannis from the finals the next two years? Now, some will say, well, he won't join the team that beats him, but Durant did. Ah, you know, I mean, if you, if you want – I've said all along, okay, and we'll close here because something else is going to happen by the time we finish this pod, and I just want to get it up there on the site somewhere. But Pat Riley is not delaying his retirement in Malibu to make small moves. He's not. This is about Giannis. This is about Anthony Davis. This is about winning championships. There is no reason for him to still be here otherwise. It doesn't make sense. He's built this powerhouse front office. Adam Simon could run 25 organizations in the NBA right now. Okay, Andy Ellisberg could run 25 organizations in the NBA right now. Shane Battier probably could too. Eric Spolster probably could too. Okay? They, they, there's, there's no... And then you have the Arisons, okay, and stability. There is no reason for Pat to still be here to be playing around on the margins to try to get three seats. There's no point. I mean, I know he's got a very healthy marriage, but, like, <laughs> yeah, I also know Chris Riley likes to travel. Like, what, you know, what is he still doing here? This uh, he, is about a 
this is about one last big score. This is about one. This is Ocean 13. Okay, this is one last big score. And he's basically putting pieces together to get this team moving forward to maybe sneak into the finals this year Ethan, or make yourself so relevant you can't be ignored. Ethan, I have a question for you. If they if mm-hmm. if the end result is you lose Dion, JJ, and Justice and pick up Danilo Gallo, you pick up Gallo and you pick up Iggy, is this an Isha Conference Finals team? I mean, I, look, Milwaukee's really good. Uh, um, but you're no, I didn't say they're going to beat Milwaukee. I said, do they uh, get okay. to the conference oh, They're better than Boston. As currently constituted, yes. I mean, Philly, Philly – I mean, we talked about Philly at nauseum. Uh, they're, they're better than Boston. I mean, Boston needs – I still think they need bigs. Uh, they're better than Toronto. They're better than Indiana. So, I mean, With those guys. And I agree with you. And I th- so I think if – if what you lost are guys that you barely play and you picked up guys that are going to be solid rotation, maybe even starters, without Myers Leonard, Andre Iguodala or Jay Crowder starts or Danilo, Danilo Gallinari, those, out of those three guys, if you pick up any of those guys, they start without Myers Leonard and without Myers Leonard healthy. So if you pick up starters for guys that don't even play, I mean. Well, I mean, Myers is an interesting question too. I don't know like how he fits in this whole thing. Is Kelly going out? Is Myers becoming your backup big? Like, how does that play out? Like, I mean, there are things that are going to have to be sorted out, but the Heat have made so many of these moves in the middle of seasons and let the coach figure it out, whether it was Pat or Spo, that they'll just do it again. I'm not concerned about any of that. I I think, look, we have to see what the final pieces are. It kind of sounds a little too good to be true right now that they're going to get Gallinari for just removing protections and somehow managing to shed contracts. Like there's got to be something else in that. I said, Price, he is not an idiot. Like, I mean, you're dealing with the top five general manager in the NBA who has fleeced as many or more teams than the Heat have. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about, you're talking about Masai and Sam Presti or guys I don't typically want to deal with. Um, and so we'll see what plays out there, but, I mean, See, what I, what I heard is Derek Jones Jr. is safe. To me, I would, I would think if you're going to get Gallinari, Derek Derek Jones, Derek Jones Jr. is gone. If they can somehow swing this without right. losing Derek Jones Jr., I'd be amazed, absolutely amazed. The one, the one that I, the one that I don't really want to lose right now is none. Um, I, I think, I think Harrow is has been off the table. We know Bam and Butler are off the table. Um, and we knew justice was on the table. You know, I, I reported on the last podcast that there were teams interested in him, the team that I'd heard was San Antonio. Um, but I, I'd rather not lose them. Um, so let, let's see how that plays out. I mean, again, I, it's one of the best value contracts in the sport, if not the best. So anyway, we, we've gone on too long. So we're going to, we're going to end it here. Check out our great sponsors. Of course, the Seltzer Maverick Law Firm, onecalllegal.com, spell it out, O-N-E, calllegal.com, someone at 24 hours a day to handle your case, personal injury, uh, obviously traffic tickets, uh, immigration, just about anything else based in North Miami, but handle cases from all over the state. We may have to do another podcast in 15 minutes. Seriously, I need to get a throw lozenge, so we're done. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.
Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.